Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. Now, I want to bring to a conclusion about Esau, saying, as if you can remember the story between Esau and Jacob, how Esau, Jacob left his father's house with 14 blessings. Nine at first, again five was added to it. That is, after he got the nine blessings, which he stole from his brother, then five of it again was added when his father was conscious that it was Jacob coming and he was going away to get a wife. Praise God. Then Esau came back begging his father. He said, oh, don't you just have one blessing for me? And I started telling you the story about how some people can be graced in every area. It's not based on what they have done or what they have not done. It's just the blessing they carry. And things just work for them. Anywhere, any place, anyhow they turn, it keeps on working because they have been heavily graced. They went to the best of schools. They come from aristocrat families. Things have just worked for them. Things have just happened for them. They worked in the best places. They don't even know what it means to apply for a job, and so on and so forth. But you find out that in the flip side of the coin, there are some people in life, what has happened? Why is it not so much working for them the way it has worked for some other people? And I told you that, yes, it happens sometimes. Some are graced, and some, it did not come that way. But the Bible makes us to understand there's an equal playing field for everybody. It now depends on the two individuals, whether you are graced with 14 blessings or you are graced with only one blessing. It still depends on you, what you do. The father now gave Esau the clue. The father told Esau some things, and we'll go over those things today. So five things Jacob did. He's saying he did not have 14 blessings. He's saying that he did not have all the graces, so to speak. But he only had one. And that one, he was going to multiply it. That one, he was going to pursue dominion by it. He made up his mind. What did he do? In Genesis 27, 38, and Isaac said unto his father, Has thou not but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Underline that word, he wept. That was the first time he wept. He wept bitterly. Because he now knows that divine assistance is not following him that much. He knows that. How can, how can 14? 14 times anything. One times anything. You know the answer. It's going to be tough and rough. This is how you will have dominion. Then his father told him, yes, you have only one blessing. And listen to me. There is nobody on this heart that doesn't have one thing that God has given him. Everyone has been given a talent. Are you listening to me? Everyone has been advantaged to that point. Somebody may have capacity, several capacity, several talents, but listen to me. The one you have is enough. Don't look at, oh, this person is multi-talented, he's multi-great. Mm -mm. That's what he has been given. But you have been given one. Locate the one you have been given. 
Look at what happened there. And Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be with the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven from above. And by the sword shalt thou live and shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when you shall have dominion that you shall break his yoke off your neck. You will not serve him any longer. Everybody will be, the Lord has done well for me. As the Lord has blessed you, the Lord has blessed me too. That will be the language. It will not be, hey, yeah. It will not be, oh, look at my life. It will not be so your life in the name of Jesus Christ. You'll be able to say, I have enough. God has blessed me. You are the latest immigrant. You take also. And God will help you. Amen. Because that was the statement of Esau to Jacob. When Jacob came with over 500 animals as a gift. He said, I have enough. Even the ones I have, I don't know where to keep them. You are the latest immigrant. You are the one who is just settling in. Praise God. You can have it. A man that came with 400 soldiers to just welcome. You know, it's a welcome party. He didn't come for war. If it was war, I'm sure there are many modern soldiers he had. But he just wants to do welcome party. God has blessed him tremendously. But what did he do? How did he survive? How did he have dominion? What he did? Genesis 25, 27. He was a hunter. That was what he was. He had to use his hunting skills to get dominion. That was the only thing he had, hunting skills. To overcome his deficit, he had to use what he had. Hunters are patient and strategic. If you want to get an animal, you have to be patient. You have to have a strategy when you get out to hunt. No strategy, no animal. No patience, no animal. You will lose all day long. So this one he has, this is what he has been graced with. He's going to use his single skills to get dominion. But his father told him something. If you are going to remain a hunter all your life, you will not have this dominion. What did his father tell him? Who can tell me what he had to become? Who can tell me what he had to become? He says, and by the sword you will, by the sword you will, uh-huh. Do hunters use sword? Who are the people who use sword? Warriors. You have to change your profession. You have to become a warrior. You are just chasing one animal around the town. <laughs> one animal won't let you have dominion. You will cook the animal, you will eat. After that one, what happens? You are hungry again. Or you are good the next day. You bring home. My dear, roast. After roasting, what again? Eat. God said you won't have dominion that way. You become a warrior. Now, it's the same skill set you will use, but you will become a warrior. Are you listening? So the first thing he did, his blessing was limited, but he used his skills. I may not be able to cook like Jacob. Jacob was a fantastic cook. You know, he spent a lot of time with his mother. Praise God. So he knew how to cook. 
That was why after roasting the thing for the father, the father was so blessed, the father released everything within him. Amen. Are you listening to me? He was a good cook. But listen to me. He may not be a good cook like Jacob. He may not be handsome enough, in your own opinion anyway, to be a poster boy. He might not have the skills. He might not be as brilliant as he ought to be. But listen to me. He might not be intelligent enough, but he has only one gift. And he made up his mind he was going to hunt dominion. With the skills he had, he was going to go after dominion. I have purpose. I have strategy. I will get dominion. So that's the very first thing he did. He broke out from his limitation. Some of you are complaining you are not having dominion because it's only one thing you have. That woman said, I only have a pot in the house, a pot of oil. That very thing that you have called insignificant is the thing God is going to use to give you dominion. Some of you, it's your smile. It's as small as your smile. Oprah Winfrey is there today. She dominated the media industry for a while. These are people who don't know God. At least to the degree you know. What did she have? What skills did she have? Talking skills. Talking. She can talk. In fact, her father used to tell her when she was small, you talk too much. You talk too much. Keep quiet. You talk too much. Keep quiet. Thank God she didn't listen. Is it not the talking that is making us know her father today? The same father saying she talked too much. Are you listening to me? Praise God. What is the one thing you have, ladies and gentlemen? Spend this week to locate the one thing in your life. Don't assume you know it. Assumption is what has kept you low. Stop assuming. Do the examination. Ask your husband. Ask your best friend. Ask what is the best, what is the gift you have? What's so natural to you that is a headache for others? Some of you have cleaning skills. You don't know you should have opened a cleaning farm a long time ago. You clean in a way that nobody can clean like you. But you, every time you are cleaning, you are still angry. And you don't know it is. And people are calling you clean here, clean there. You don't know that it's that cleaning skills that is making people say, no, it's you they want. Come and clean this place. And you say, am I a slave to everybody? Everybody's calling. They never call me for dinner. They are calling me to clean. And you don't know they are trying to speak something to you. Amen. You have something that others don't have. Praise God. Some of you is greeting skills. Some of you is people skills you have. Your people skills is impeccable. When people are around you, they just want to hang around you. They don't know why. But there's something about you that is special. And you have not known how to take that same skill set. And take it to the nations of the world. You don't know. Some of you is your writing skills. Some of you is your strategy. Some of you is your thinking skills. Some of you, you have ability to put things that are dis in disorder. You have the ability to put them in order. You have organizational skills. There's something you have, ladies and gentlemen. Your assignment this week is... Go and find out that one thing you have. 
Amen. Go and find out. And God will bless you. Number two, Esau joins himself to Ishmael. Why did he join himself to Ishmael? In Genesis 28, 8 to 9, the Bible talks about Ishmael. And Esau seen that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father. Then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto him wives, which he had in Malabath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, and the sister of Neboath to be his wife. Why did Jake Esau join himself to Uncle Ish? I'm talking about Ishmael. I just gave him a nickname, Uncle Ish. Genesis 16, 11 to 12. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with a child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. Listen to this. Uncle Ish is going to be what? A wild man. His hand will be against every man, no exception. And every man's hand will also what? Be against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Everybody is going to hate this guy. But you can't do nothing about it. He will still dwell in your presence. He will still dwell in your presence. Wow. What unusual grace. What unusual grace. Your hand will be against every man. Every man's hand will be against him. And he will still dwell in your presence. It's untouchable. <laughs> what was about Uncle Ish? Uncle Ish was a real fighter. When you say somebody will fight, he will fight till the day dawn. He will not grieve. Have you met, met his descendants on anything? The very first thing you will see about them, they are stubborn as anything. This is, they will fight. You don't know that this is where the root of Islam is. Look at them looking at me today. Amen. Anyway, you don't have them as friends. I have a lot of them as friends. Any small thing. Fight. It's a spirit. It's from their root. Amen. He will fight for everything. He never knew how to get things free of charge. He he fought for everything in his life. Esau said, "They said I will survive by what? How will he survive by the sword? I better get a good warrior." Are you listening to what I'm saying? I better get a good warrior. Who will teach me how to fight? The psalmist said, He teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. I must learn how to fight very well. Because it's only through the sword I will get dominion. And I better go to one who doesn't lose any battle. This guy doesn't know how to lose. Uncle Ish. Amen? Esau joins himself to Ishmael. He will train me in the sword. He went for training. Note, in that same scripture we heard, a guy, after God, he got the prophecy, the next verse says to Haggai, go back to Sarah. Some of you don't know the reason. You know, before he got that prophecy, she was running from Sarah because Sarah was uh, 
Sarah made the house hot for her. You know, women, God bless women, but you can regulate the temperature of the house without a thermometer. Isn't it so? Praise God. And the woman said, Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You might not like that, but uh, you know, you can regulate. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what happened? Hagar was running away from Sarah because she was maltreated. Running away. During that time, she got, he got a message from the Lord. An angel of the Lord visited her and told her, don't run away. Go back to Sarah. Go back. Some people don't understand that when your training is not complete, you are not allowed to be released. But she's maltreating me. Yes, stay there. So sometimes your boss has just insulted you just 20 times. Then you say you want to resign. For what? Why are you resigning? Let him keep on doing his best. He's doing his job. You keep on doing your own best and do your own job. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Some people don't understand. You don't understand. Just because somebody is maltreating you, is that the end of the world? Come on, get some steel in your back. You don't need that. Amen? Endure the training. Endure the long-suffering. That's why one of the gifts given to you is long-suffering. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Why did he so join himself to Ishmael? Number three. To learn greatness. Ishmael was great. The Bible says in Genesis 17, 20, As for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and he will multiply him exceedingly. How will God multiply him? Exceedingly. And twelve princes shall he begat, and I will make him a great nation. He will also have twelve Abraham also, at the end of the day, had 12 tribes of Judah. I mean, 12 tribes of Israel. Do you understand? Ishmael too had 12. And let me tell you what, what, what happened to, to Ishmael's 12. Ishmael's 12. God will send, I pray for you, God will send an Ishmael to you. Oh, you are not hearing me. I say God will send an Ishmael to you. He came to help Esau's destiny. Someone who will help you break the limitations of your life. There was greatness in Ishmael. Greatness in him. And he needed to connect to, Esau needed to connect to the grace upon Ishmael's life. Someone will help you break the limitations of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone will help you get to the place called there in your own life and destiny in the name of Jesus. He had 12 places. Look at these 12 princes. He says, Arise, lift up thy head, O lad. Hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water, and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and grew, and dwelt in the wilderness, and became an archer. Who is an archer? Note, he was also an hunter. 
I'm telling you why Esau connected. Esau said, we know this guy. He started by hunting business too. And he became a great person. How did he convert? What did he do? And God was with the lad and grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. And his mother took him a wife in the land. He was an archer initially, but ended in greatness. How? How did he convert from being a hunter to somebody who became a man of war? Then there must some, be something in him that I need to learn. Many people don't learn. Many people celebrate but don't learn. A lot of the people you see in the world today doing great things, check their background. They come from humble backgrounds. They come from backgrounds that don't look like it. That this same sense of people, when you look at them 20 years ago, they were not who they are today. What was the secret of their life? What did they do? Praise God. One of my hobbies is reading autobiographies of people. I've read over 2,000 autobiographies now. I love it. When I say a great person, I just look for his autobiography. I want to see where he started. One of the commonalities I've learned, everybody that is great, I've not seen a lazy one. I've not seen a lazy man. They wake up, the minimum time they wake up is 5 a.m. Any one of them, five, they're up. And some of us at six, it's too early to come and pray to the king of kings. It's too early. How can greatness come to know? There are some things that attract greatness. Discipline your body. Let your body be early, up early. I started searching the scriptures and I found out that there is grace for the early. People who rise up early, there is always grace for them. And I looked at it, the whole world, when the whole world is quiet, a few people rising up, it's true, there will be better attention. Or don't you think so? Praise God. Because of our time. Esau saw that he needed a soldier anointed to break the yoke off his neck. Then he would have dominion. He became a great nation. He was great. Greatness was one of the things that attracted him to it. Number four, why did Esau join himself to Ishmael? To have a name. Everybody said to have a name. To have a name. To have a name. He knew his brother having 14 blessings definitely will have a name. But if he was going to have a name too, he better, because this man, Ishmael, had a name. Not only did he have a name, his princes, you remember there was a prophecy that he will have 12 princes. His princes had a name. Their names were not ordinary names. The places they dwelt was the name they called themselves. I shared that with you two weeks ago. That is like saying, going to, uh, like Benga, I think I used Benga that, that two weeks ago. It's just like saying, let's say Benga lives in a place now. And I say, I'm going to Benga. It simply means that the city they were living in were called by their name. The castle, they were living in castles. You know what a castle is? The castle is a mansion. These were the sons of Ishmael. God blessed him so much. What did he do that he can hand over such things to his own children? Twelve. I'm not saying one, two, three, four. Twelve. Twelve. It exceeds the number of fingers you have. Twelve. Twelve of them. 
Now, these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Agar, the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bear unto Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael. By their names, according to their generations, the firstborn of Ishmael, Nebajoth, and Kedar, and Abid, and so on, and so on. Verse 16. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their towns. Their names and by their towns, and by their castles, 12 princes according to their nations. Their houses were the name. Uh, let, let me explain what the scripture is saying there. Let's say this city is called St. Catherine's. Now, let's say there's a house in this city called St. Catherine's. The name of the owner of the house is called St. Catherine's. That's what the scripture is saying here. God will give you nations. Things will be that it will be recognized by you. Some of the things we use today, if you look there, Samsung TV, Samsung. It's the name of a person. Do you know that? Dewu. It's the name of a person. Praise God. Are you listening to me? I'm saying the kind of greatness God will give you, it will be named after you. God will give you a name. God will give you a name. See, that's the symbol of dominion. When, when computers are being named by your name, that's the symbol of greatness. That's dominion. That's conquering something. And I see God use you to conquer your world in the name of Jesus Christ. He had the name. Names of his princes. You are behind. Suddenly, you will just find yourself in front. Because God is on your side. Are you listening to what I'm saying? God will give you a name. You might have been at the back of your class. All of a sudden, you will come to the front. You might have been at the back of a career. All of a sudden, you come to the front. You might be at the back of your business. All of a sudden, you come to the front. Some of you are going to have clothing lines. He's told me, if we got to know today, they will soon know your name as Sloan. In the name of Jesus. Are you listening to me? They will soon know you. Praise God. They know different pharmaceutical companies today. They know Walmart Pharmacy. They know, they know uh, what's in the other name? Shoppers Drug Mart. Very soon they are going to add your name to it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Some of you, you are going, Walmart is a household name now. It's all over the world. Walmart. Hallelujah. All over the world. Walmart, Walmart. I said God will give you a name. In the name of Jesus. Your own supermarket will be greater than that. In the name of Jesus Christ. God will give you a name. Oh, I can't hear your amen today. In the name of Jesus Christ. God will give you a name. Lastly, enlarge territories. One of the reasons why he joined himself to Ishmael, Uncle Ish, is because Uncle Ish was diversified. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He did not, he started as an archer. Do you understand? From being an archer, he moved to a developer. Because those cities that they built, they built it. Those castles, they built it. 
Are you listening to what? He became a developer. He was invested in real estate. Praise God. Number three, he was a warrior. He conquered cities too. He didn't only build cities. He conquered cities. Not only that, he was, he became a huge transporter in the Trans-Sahara area. He was involved in transportation business. That even when the son of Jacob wanted to go and look for his vision in Egypt, he had to use his transportation business. Do you understand? Look, look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Look at it. <laughs> then they passed by the Midianites, the merchant men. Look at him. He has also become a trader. Who are this one? Who are the Midianites? And they drew and lifted up Joseph in the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. They even had to collect money. His transportation fare was paid <laughs> to get and look, go and look for his vision in Egypt. They become traders, merchantmen. The Ishmaelites, praise God. Transportation industry, they dominated it. Praise God. The largest transportation organization in the world at that time. Ishmael's children ran it. Jacob's son had to use it, like I said, to find his vision in Egypt. Dominion is coming for you, child of God. You will reach your goal. I said you will reach your goal. You will fulfill your destiny. So you can see. Ishmael did not sit down. Ishmael wept, but he did not sit at the valley of Baca. Egypt, he cried he was disadvantaged, but he did not stay disadvantaged. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He pursued dominion. He went after dominion. He went after dominion with all his might. And look at these five steps. If you can go and practice these five things, the same thing Esau did, at the end of 20 years, he could say, I have enough. I pray for you this morning that your life will not be pushed aside. Your life will not be commonized. Nobody might be going through you today but I say you will not be ignored in life. You will be a force to reckon with. I pray for the giftings of God on your inside to come alive in the name of Jesus. You will not be tired. You will not be weary. The greatness that God has appointed upon your life, it will not go chromatose. You are great. That is why you are here today. You are great. That is why you are in this country. You are great. That is why God has connected you to himself. I say that greatness to come out in the name of Jesus. That greatness to show forth in the name of Jesus. That greatness to come alive in the name of Jesus. I command that the barrier-breaking anointing will come upon your life. That the barriers your generations could not break. The barriers that your forefathers could not break. The barriers that your own parents could not break. In 
Christ Jesus, you will break those barriers. You will break to the front. You will break to the left. You will break to the right. You will break forth. You will break roundabout. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your destiny will not be held down. You will flourish. You will shine. You will move forward. You will advance in the name of Jesus. God will give you a name. He will give you a great name in the land of the living. In the name of our Lord Jesus, your name becomes a household name. Your name becomes a name to be reckoned with. Some of you here, you are going to put your family on the map of the world. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Oh, some one or two people going through some struggles in life. I say, do not consider things of old. Do not consider things of yesterday. Yesterday is gone forever. It's a new day for you. You will rise. You will shine. Your light has come. The glory of God will rise on you. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your inside. You will not be tired. You will not be weary. You will not be tired. You will not be weary. Those dreams of yesteryears that are sleeping, I command them to wake up. I command them to rise in the name of Jesus. Those dreams of yesteryears that have got comatose, I said they should rise in the name of Jesus. You will not be held down. You will not be chained. The chain has been broken. You have escaped like a bird. You will fly again in the name of Jesus. Rise up on your feet like a champion. Glory be to God. Give, you, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him praise, hallelujah. Maria basotole malishente de yema. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. Lay your right hand upon your head and confess like I'm confessing now the greatness God has appointed upon my life. The greatness God has appointed upon my life. The greatness God has appointed upon my life will not be broken. The greatness He has appointed upon my life will be fulfilled. I will rise. I will fulfill destiny. I will move forward. I will arrive. I will arrive. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory and praise for everyone in this house under the sound of my voice. I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the lifter up of our head, every individual in this auditorium, every man, every woman, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in rising you will rise. I say your star will rise. Your moon will never redraw itself. You will be an everlasting light and a joy to your generation. The barrier-breaking anointing upon your life now, every barrier of limitation is broken forever. In the name of Jesus, you will exceed abundantly above everything that the world has thought of you or imagined of you. You will exceed them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Come on, put those winning hands together and rejoice in the Lord. I want to congratulate you because I will see you on the top. Some of you, under the sound of my voice today and also in the nations of the world, be expectant. Things are going to shift for you. Don't look down on yourself anymore worst thing you can do for yourself 
is look down on yourself. It's to say it cannot happen. Take a good look at yourself. In fact, take a selfie of yourself after this service because this is the last time you are going to look this way. God is about to bring a major shift for you in the name of Jesus. I taught you last week about doors. At every stage, there was a door for Esau. It was when Esau got to that door of season. You see, when it is the door of season, that door opens up of its own accord. You know there's a door before season. I told you the door of faith, isn't it? That all it needs to do is to sense you. When you are coming, it opens. But you see the door of seasons. When it is not your season, it can sense you, it will not open. It will not open. But once it is your season, all you need to do is to be sensitive. To recognize it's your season and move in. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody this day. It is your season. I say it is your season. Just step out in faith and walk into the greatness that is appointed for you even before the foundation of the world. In Psalm 71, he said, I will increase that greatness and give you comfort on every side. It is yours in the name of Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, Surely, certainly, assuredly, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Chero brethren, the word works. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead. And God bless you.